Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 25 of the Real Life Business Podcast, the final episode of season one. What a ride it has been. What a journey these last four months have been. There have been ups and downs, just like anything in business. Don't get me wrong, producing a podcast is hard work. It is not all fun. There has been hours of learning. There has been hours of editing. There has been hours of of pain, of growing, of evolving. But it has truly been a really wonderful experience for me. And, you know, I started this show back in April with the intent that if one thing from one episode could help one person overcome an obstacle or something that was holding them back from taking that next step in their business, then I was onto a really good thing. And in this four months, it has become so much more than that. This, the real life business movement has become a movement. It is so much more than a podcast whirling around in my mind. And I can't express enough the gratitude that I've got for, for my clients, for everyone here listening, and for everyone who's just really jumped on board this real life business movement. Season one has seen so many amazing guest interviews and I have got so many more already lined up for season two and I can't wait to share them with you. There's going to be a few changes to season two. There'll be a few more solo episodes from me and I'm really looking forward to progressing things on. But what I thought would be really cool for this last episode of season one is to look back through the 24 previous episodes that we have done and to really unpack the key themes that are coming through because there are key themes that are coming through all of these conversations and whilst everybody's journey is different, everybody's business is different, everybody's experiences are different, the themes and and the things that people have had to overcome have been surprisingly similar. So I thought it would be a really valuable wrap up, nice, neat wrap up of season one to go through the key themes that I've seen through, through these conversations and I've experienced in my own business as well. So for the last time this season, sit back, relax and enjoy. wondered if my approach to things is too simplistic. You know, I I focus so much with my clients on mindset and how we think about things and how we approach things and our attitude to things. And I've got to be really real with you, particularly coming from an accounting background, there are parts of me that think, yeah, Claire, it's not all about this. This This is too simple a way of looking at it. There are more complex things at play than just how we approach things. And it's actually been really refreshing to listen back to all these episodes from the first season of this show and all the conversations with all the different business owners at all different stages of business development in all sorts of different industries. And the key takeaways and the key themes that have come through all of them are sort of backing up, I guess, um, the work that I do. So there's been some really great 
learnings, I think, for myself personally through doing this season in as much as, yes, like I I do come from an accounting background. I do understand the importance of understanding our numbers, being on top of our numbers, having plans, having systems, having procedures. But it supports my deep down belief that all of that in itself is not enough. There's another layer. There is so much more that separates a successful business owner to a business owner that is just, you know, on the treadmill, on on the Groundhog Day treadmill. And what that really comes down to is is mindset, is attitude, is how we approach things. And it's bloody awesome to be quite honest that the seven things that I have taken from this season are all in that vein. So let me share them with you now. First and foremost, and this is probably something that a mentor told me right at the start of my coaching training. And I think it's taken me till now, which is a good four years to really appreciate the meaning behind the words. And that's say yes, and then figure out the how. So many of the conversations in season one spoke about the fact that there comes a point where we have to say yes without all the information. We have to commit to something without feeling like we know everything, without feeling like we've got all the answers, because quite frankly, we're never going to get to that point. So saying yes to something opens us up to opportunities and we need to have the faith and the confidence in ourselves the, the trust and the belief in ourselves that we can handle whatever comes up along the way. You know, we can, we can learn a new skill. We can figure something out. We can seek support. We can get help. We can overcome the challenges that are going to come, but we, we can't do that by sitting back and, and waiting until we've, thought through enough potential problems and mitigated them all. Like we will never, ever reach a point where we feel 100% satisfied and, and happy to move forward unless we appreciate that we've got what we need inside us. We might not even be able to pick it at that point, but when we say yes and when we start taking those steps forward, that's when we really start to grow and and we really start to develop. And that leads really nicely into the second point in as much as we have to appreciate that we do things one step at a time. We we live in a world where it's really, really easy to compare ourselves. You know, me in the coaching space, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, my Facebook, my social media is flooded flooded with other coaches at different stages of their business development. And it would be really, really easy for me to beat myself up for how I'm not as good as them, how I'm not as successful as them, how I don't have as many followers as them, how I don't have as many people enrolled in my programs as them. But the fact is we're all on our own path. We're all on our own journey to, to use buzzwords that keep floating around at the moment. You know, we are all on our own journey and success looks different to every single one of us. And I think it's really, really important to, I think it's important to have people um, 
to have people that we're inspired by, to have people that we look up to, to have people to give us a drive to perhaps model their thinking and to elevate ourselves to that level. I think that's healthy. I think where the trouble starts to come in is when we start to beat ourselves up for our own progress because we're not as good as them yet. Um, or, you know, we might not even put that yet on there. You know, we're not as good as them. And I, I, so I think it's, there's kind of two, two themes rolled into one here. We have to appreciate that success is going to look different to all of us. And we need to be very clear on what success looks like for us. And it doesn't matter that what success looks like for one of our competitors or one of our colleagues or for someone else we know in the same industry, it doesn't matter that their level of success is different. We need to be comfortable with what our success looks like, what our successful business looks like within the scheme of our life and what we've got going on. And then second to that, we've got to appreciate that we do things one step at a time. You remember right back in episode number one, um, Jess was talking about the, the debt that they found themselves in and the money that they needed to find. And you know, she sort of said, I'm not going to find hundreds of thousands of dollars at the click of a finger. Like it, it was, it was impossible. It wasn't going to happen. That didn't mean that she couldn't do little steps, little things that when added up and when accumulated together, helped her reach that goal. Um, and so I think, you know, if you haven't listened to that one or you haven't listened to that one for a while, go right the way back to episode number one and take a listen to that just as a reminder that, we, I think she used the analogy, you know, you, you, you can trip over a big hole, um, but you can fill that hole over time with little pebbles. So you can keep, you can keep throwing pebbles into a hole and suddenly you can walk over it clearly. You know, we can't click our fingers and expect, you know, a monumental achievement to be achieved, but we can take little steps along the way to help get us there. Another thing that feeds into understanding or appreciating what success looks like for us is to remember that we should always be focusing on what it is that we want. You will have heard me no doubt say countless times, what we focus on is what we get or where our focus goes, our energy flows or, you know, words to that effect. And you might remember um, one of the bite size episodes, I shared the story of um, Kai, our eldest son, when he trapped his hand in the log splitter and um, he came to the realization that when we were just chatting and when we were walking back to the house, he wasn't focusing on his hand and the fact that he crushed his finger and he didn't feel the pain. He's like, oh, well, now I'm thinking about it again. I can feel it hurts. But, you know, when I, when I wasn't thinking about it, I didn't feel the pain. And whilst it's a seemingly simple example, it to me highlights the importance of what we focus on is what we get. So if we are continually focused on our problems and the things that we're not achieving and the challenges that we've still got to overcome or jobs on that to-do list that still haven't been done, we are we're keeping ourselves in that negative mindset. We're, we're keeping ourselves held back. So I am a really, really big believer in focusing on what it is that we want. 
you know, the, I was um, reading something. I can't even remember the name of the um, of the guy now, but he he talks about our future self, um, and, and this is something that's come up in a few different episodes as well. You know, act as if we're already there. Think about what the future version of you, when you have your business and your life and everything. how you want it or how you think you want it right now. What is that future version of you thinking? What does that future version of you believe? How does that future version of you make decisions? How does that future version of you move forward? And and, and how do they, how do they operate? How do they think? What do they believe? Always think in that vein. You think about what that future version of yourself would do. So when you're left with a decision to make, Almost elevate yourself, project yourself forward. Don't make that decision from your current state of being. Make that decision from your future state of being. What will the future version of me do in this situation? I think something else that came through a hell of a lot of these conversations is that when when we can elevate our thinking, when we can elevate ourselves, there comes a point where there will be people in our network, people around us, they may even be close friends and family who start to feel a bit threatened by this new version of us, by this more confident version of us, this more assured version of us. And whilst they mean, most of them will mean well and will be coming from a place of of love, we have to be really careful who we listen to. And I think it was, I think it was Stephanie in, in her episode where uh, she talked about the naysayers out there might not always be, you know, internet trolls and, and people that are just out to make us feel bad. It might actually be those closest to us just scared of the evolution that we're making in ourselves and the person that we're turning into and and, and almost almost feeling left behind and and that can be quite threatening and and our natural response whether we have conscious awareness of it or not our natural response will be to pull that person back to bring them back to that level that that where we feel comfortable and as a, as a business owner, we need to be really mindful of that. We need to be really, really careful of who we have in our support network, who we share our hopes, our dreams and aspirations with. And we need to be very conscious of the fact that there are always going to be people who are going to want for one reason or another to hold us back. And we have to have enough belief in ourself, in our, in our mission, in our vision, in our future self to move forward regardless. And that might mean that we stop sharing certain pieces of information with certain people in our close circles. You know, we, we can't, I see so many things at the moment about removing toxic people from our lives and that sounds really harsh and that sounds really final and and that can be, you know, we can be thinking, well, how the hell do I do that if that person's my sister or my, you know, my cousin or my, my mum or my dad, like how do I, I can't just remove them from my life. And, And that's absolutely right. Like we can't, but what we can do is we can, choose 
who we share certain things with. And so if we get frustrated, for example, when we're talking about our business to, to our best mate from school um, and they're always saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, that's that's a bit risky and, yeah, but everyone else does it like this and or whatever it might be, that person isn't saying that to piss us off. That person isn't saying that to stop us being successful. That person is saying that from from a place of fear because they can't they can't project like we can project and so instead of continually getting pissed off having those kinds of conversations with that person stop having those kind of conversations create a support network around you of like-minded people of other business owners who are striving for something amazing of other people who are looking to elevate themselves and have those conversations with those people and and share Share other conversations with your best mate from school so that one, they feel, you know, your relationship will then with them will be so much more, so much more satisfying because you won't be constantly like getting pissed off and and beating your head against a brick wall of why can't they just let me be successful? Why can't they be happy for me? Why do they have to be so negative all the time? you know, it's just their way of trying to keep themselves safe. So I think, you know, what I'm getting at from that story is one, we need to be really, really careful who we listen to. We need to be very careful about who we share what with. And the other thing, the third point from from that, that came out in practically all of the conversations in one way, shape or form is that we need to surround ourselves with people who are going to lift us up, who are going to inspire us, who are going to push us, who are going to keep us accountable, who are going to call us out on our bullshit, who are going to support us because we we are not perfect at everything. There are certain, uh, you know, there are certain traits and there are certain preferences that we all have that make us naturally good at one thing over another. And we need to appreciate that there comes a point there we need people around us who can back us up, who can support us. Last year, I um, I was part of a, of a panel and we introduced we interviewed Naomi Simpson from Shark Tank, and she she even said you know, I have an amazing ability to come up with ideas. I can, I can innovate. I can see things. I can come up with projects, but I can't implement them. I can't think about all the intricacies, all the ins and outs and systems and processes and procedures and everything that needs to happen. She, that's not my thing. That's not where I get my energy. So she has a business partner who is very focused and very skilled at the detail, at, at getting things done, at setting things up, at creating, at systemizing things. And so that, that's a partnership there where they're then in synergy. Like he, he couldn't come up with the ideas like she can, then she couldn't implement them like he could. So individually, they would both be struggling, but together they can create amazing things. So that's what I mean by surrounding yourselves with people who can lift us up and compliment and help us plug our gaps, fill our holes, if you like, to mutually benefit everybody so we can all move forward and move upwards together. 
All right, so that's five. By my count, that's five. That's saying yes and working out the how. Focusing on what we want. You know, what we focus on is what we get. Appreciating that it is one step at a time and that our journey is our journey and, and no one else's journey is the same as ours. It's being careful who we listen to. It's creating a support network around us of the right people. So that's five things. The final, the final two things that I've noticed came through through these conversations is the fact that we need to be constantly and continually improving ourselves, reinventing ourselves, elevating ourselves, evolving ourselves. This came through particularly strongly, oh my gosh, in so many episodes um, with Dave Clare, episode number four, um, Amanda Caden, episode five, Joanne Holbrook. Um, it, it's talking about, it, it, it's about accepting that if we stay how we are right now, we're, we're going to reach a ceiling. We're going to reach a point where we can't go any further. So to evolve and grow our business beyond that point, we need to evolve and grow ourselves as people. And this is, this is key for, um, for the work that I do. You know, it's, it's people development, it's business development through people development. Essentially that's at the, at the core of what I love to do and at the core of my message. And it would, it just pleased me so much of how much it came through in, in these conversations. And I think when we, when we talk about reflection and when we talk about, um, audit almost. Uh, in Sue Chadwick's episode, she spoke about um, constantly reflecting and almost scheduling in an annual reflection time for, for our businesses. What's working? What do I love doing? What do I get energy from? What don't I like doing? What isn't serving me? those kind of intangible things. And then we can, you know, we can, we can do that as well with the tangible things. We can, we can look through our zero or our, or our myob or whatever it is. We can look through our expenses. We can look through, okay, what, what here is serving me? What don't I need anymore? Um, what terms can I renegotiate with this supplier? What do I need to put in place, you know, to get my, my debtors, to get my, my bills paid quicker? You know, this constant reflecting, and auditing and reviewing is, is something that came up on so many levels in so many episodes. And so it, it needed a mention in this. If we just plod along um, and we never, we never look back, we never reflect, we never self-assess, we, we're missing so many learnings. And I think there's a, there's a really fine balance here. I'm not talking about living in the past and, you know, ruminating on, on things that have happened before in, in, in the past, but we have to reflect. So we have to, if we've had a shitty situation, if, if something has gone bad um, servicing a client or something's gone bad with a supplier, we have to review that situation. Why did it happen? What could I do differently next time? What could I have in place that's going to help me prevent or prevent me from having that problem next time so I think there's some there's some really key there's some real key value in in constantly asking ourselves questions and I'm a firm believer that this is something we should almost be doing 
almost be doing all the time, but certainly on a quarterly basis. We need to be physically looking at our numbers, looking at our agreements that we have in place, looking at leases, looking at contracts, looking at all that sort of thing, looking at our systems and procedures. But internally in ourselves as business owners, we need to be asking ourselves the questions. What lights us up? What gives us energy? What keeps us going? What, you know, am I, am I like, what is my purpose? What am I here for? Am I doing that? Or have I somehow slipped off course and I'm, I'm now on this hamster wheel, on this treadmill of sort of mediocre? And if that's the case, how do I get myself back? So I think that that's a key, a key tangible takeaway that we can, we can all start to implement straight away. Just quarterly planning, have a day set aside where we just reflect on the quarter that's just been. And we notice, even if it's one thing that we can do differently to elevate ourselves and our business forward into the next quarter, then remember what we said a few moments ago, each little step over time adds up. Imagine where we'll be in 10 years time if every quarter we're improving something. You know, that's 40 quarters where we're making improvements and we're making tweaks and we're making efficiency gains and we're making cost savings and we're getting our money in quicker. Like the, the growth and the difference in our business is going to be exponential. The final thing, um, and this is probably one of the most important things that I I certainly believe, and again, I was thrilled that it came up in so many conversations. Having non-negotiable standards that we set for ourselves, having routines, having rituals, having little things that we have that we, we have in place, really, I cannot stress enough, really sets us up well. And this is one, of, I have to say, this is one of the things that I know it, I believe it in myself, but also it's probably one of the things that when that little ego voice in my head starts going, oh, Claire, you're thinking about these things far too simply. You've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about. This is probably one of the first things that, you know, that doubt starts to creep in on. When I get up, so for a start, I have my alarm set every single day of the week. I get up at the same time every single day of the week. I get up and I do some form of exercise. I move my body. Now, I am someone driven very much by by variety. So I will not say I'm going to do a half an hour workout every day because if I set something that rigid, then my internal voice will rebel against it and I won't do it. So the commitment, the kind of compromise commitment that I've made to myself, given that I know how I operate, is that I will get up and I will move my body somehow. So that might be five minutes of stretching. That might be a 20-minute yoga session. That might be a 30-minute HIIT cardio workout, or it could be anything in between. But that is the commitment that I set for myself every single day of the working week. Working week, because I give myself two mornings where I lie in on a Saturday and a Sunday. When I don't do that, so on, you know, if I've been, if I've gone to bed really, really late and I'm really tired or I'm feeling a bit under the weather or whatever it might be, I'm just feeling a bit blur. When I don't, do that when I don't get up and move and then I have my uh, cup of tea and then I get on with you know lunch boxes and all that palaver getting ready for the morning when I don't do that my energy 
for the day is completely and utterly different. And I'm sluggish and I'm, you know, I just kind of breeze through. And before you know it, it's lunchtime and it's like, what the bloody hell have I actually done? So it's something that I make myself do. And that's why I... That's why I set a loose commitment to myself in as much as I, you know, I need to move my body because I appreciate sometimes we need to rest. Sometimes we need to recharge and sometimes a five minute stretch and then, you know, just a, a cup of tea scrolling through Instagram. That's what I need. And I will let myself have that because I, I realize that I can't push myself to the extreme and expect to still operate hundred uh, percent efficiently, we, you know, we've got to recharge, but I, I, I think, you know, if I can wrap up all what I've just said over the last few minutes, the important thing is a structure. The important thing is a routine. Now, if you're listening to this and you've got young kids or you're in a situation where you're like, yeah, but I can't just set my alarm at the same time every day. You know, you don't understand. It's not like that for me and yada, 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 whatever, whatever your story is, All I will say is really check in with yourself. Is that really the truth or is that just the BS that you're telling yourself um, to prevent you from putting some kind of structure in your life? Now, that might sound really, really harsh, um, but I will go out on a limb and I'm a mum. I've had two kids. Like, yes, they're older now. They sleep through the night. Uh, I understand what it's like to have young kids. I understand what it's like to have puppies and animals and all sorts of things that, that can keep you up at night and stop you waking up at the set time. But seriously, I can't really think of a situation where there is no way you can add nothing to your morning to give you some kind of structure. So even if that is just a cup of tea in bed before you get up, you know, that came up a couple of times um, through different episodes. That might be all it takes, but that's the thing that is your non-negotiable. So just have a think about that. If you're someone who doesn't have anything that you'd consider a a non-negotiable or a routine or a ritual for the morning, have a think about one small thing. There we go again. One small thing that you can introduce and just start that. Start with that and build on it over time. All right. I am going to wrap it up there. The seven key themes that I have got out of season one, say yes and then work out how. Focus on what we want and then act as if we're already there. Think about what our future self would do. Appreciate that it is one step at a time and that our journey is different to everybody else's journey and that that is 100% okay. Be careful who you listen to. Have an amazing support network around you. Reflect regularly and make some time for routine structure and rituals in your day to add some structure to how we operate, particularly those of us who work from home. I would be fascinated to hear what your takeaways were have I missed something is there something that you've gotten from these episodes that you know you have implemented or that you've started to do or you've stopped doing and it has taken your business to the next level let me know I would love to hear it send me an email claire at reignitepc.com.au shoot me a message on instagram or facebook 
Um, yeah, let me know. I would be super curious to hear what your key takeaways from this season have been. So I am going to be taking a few weeks break while I record some content for the Real Life Business Hub. You can find out all about the Hub and keep up to date with what is going on when Season 2 is going to be released by joining the Real Talk mailing list. And I will post the um, sign-up link to that in the show notes for this episode as well. Or you can just head to reallifebusiness.com.au and there's a button there that you can sign up for Real Talk. So that's going to keep you in the mix of everything that's going on. Alrighty, I will be back in your ears in an extended period of time. I'm thinking November for season two, but I will keep you posted. But in the meantime, bye-bye.